We have issues of behaving. Amen. It's because of our believing. Right. That's right. Boy, politically, ain't all of us want, boy, don't we want to take care of some business? Yes. But ain't it hard to behave? Yes. When what you believe is right, but what's so going on around you is so wrong. Come on, but in the church world, if, you, if you're going to behave right, you're going to have to believe right. Amen. Preach it. Amen. Got three or four phrases the Lord's let me write. Probably about midnight last night. And uh, earlier this morning. When you're taught right doctrine. Come on, preacher. You will perform the right duty. When you're taught right doctrine, come on, preacher, you will perform right duty. Yeah. I want to give you something to chew on. I really feel, I mean, I do this a lot of Wednesday nights at my church and Sunday nights. My soul. God's good to us, ain't he? Yeah. Amen. 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 Yes, sir. <laughs> what what are we gonna do with setting under write this one down too? Setting under stable preaching. Right. But living an unstable life. Right. Setting under stable preaching. But living an unstable life. Mm. If you believe right, you'll behave right. Amen. When you're taught right doctrine, you'll perform the right duty. Amen. And if you'll get saturated under stable preaching and say, God, let me live it. Right. Your life won't be so unstable. Amen. Now life is like a roller coaster, regardless of who you are. That's right. You can have all of the money and all of your bills paid, and and someone say, "Boy, if I had that, would never have a problem." But but let me tell you something: all your bills can be paid, money in the bank, and guess what? You still got. Yes. It's amazing how we focus on financially. Stableness. Yeah. When if we would focus on spiritual stableness right. instead of material stableness, right. we'll survive. Yes, sir. Yeah. I've been studying some of the prayers of the Apostle Paul, and this is one of them. Are y'all ready for some strong meat? Yes, sir. Yes. Amen. Strong meat. Strong meat. I'm fixing to cut my nose off, spot my face. Somebody said, we didn't read a verse yet. Well, we're going to get there. Amen. You never hear the Apostle Paul praying for physical needs. Right. Now, are we not going to stay on the same page that this Bible was wrote for us. It was not all wrote to us, but it was wrote for us. 
But if we want to get over in the New Testament, the, what we call the Paulinia Epistles, right. are we okay? Yeah. That was wrote to us. Yes, sir. Right. I'm for, let me tell you where I've been, let me tell you, I prayed for my health more than I did anything for a while. I want to live. Right. I mean, y'all need to understand, I want to live. I do not want to die. Right. Y'all stand up in them spiritual services. Y'all ready to die. Well, if the hearse pulled up, I don't you change your mind. Amen. I made preparations to die. But I ain't wanting to die. Right. I worry about death. I think, oh God, I've, I've been to death that I know of twice that I know of. That's right. I'm, I'm talking about that I knew of. Right. We passed death on the road all the time. Yeah. But I remember thinking at night when I was hearing the doctors talking that I wasn't going to make it through the night. That's right. And let me tell you something. This place where this comes from, I thought I wasn't going to make it. Mm. Right. And I scared it dawned on me that I was going to be all right because dying grace wasn't there. Oh, yeah. And Brother right. Vic, I'm not going to need dying grace but one time. One time. <laughs> I got to have living grace. I'm glad for saving grace. Somebody help me thank God for saving grace. Living grace. We ain't going to need dying grace but one time. And it's going to happen so quick. It's going to be so easy then. Glory to God, we'll take our last breath here in our first and now. Yes. And what a grand and glorious day that'll be. Hallelujah. Amen. I have, what I just said is a statement of faith. Right. I'm depending on dying grace as I depend on living grace. Right. But I'm only going to need it one time. I'm for praying for health issues. I'm praying for mental issues. I'm praying for financial issues. I'm, I'm for all of that. But you never find Paul praying earnestly physically with physical issues, spiritual issues. Prove that to me. Look in verse number 10 of chapter number 1. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Do you see them three areas? Pleasing, fruitful, and knowledgeable. I want to help us to go on. Amen. I want to help us to go on. Can I read you a verse in Hebrews 6 and verse 1? Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and the faith toward God. I say let us go on unto maturity. Perfection, maturity. Colossians chapter number 1 and verse number 18. And he is the head of the body, the church. Ain't you glad you're in the church? Amen. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Watch this. That in all things he might have the preeminence. Amen. Right. He needs to be in charge. Right. He needs to be the main subject. Amen. We need to walk worthy. 
We need to pray spiritually. You don't need to walk to please your pastor. Amen. Amen. He said to say it again. I'm going to say it. You don't need to walk to please your pastor. That's right. Did you know you'd never have to worry about pleasing your pastor if you'd walk with God? That's right. I've got heart disease tonight. I've got heart issues tonight at a young age. It's because I tried to please everybody the first part of my ministry. Right, right. It was a good day, Brother Tim. When I got a hold of, I got to just please him. Yes. I found out, men of God, that when I please God, I don't even have to think about pleasing my wife. Amen. I just automatically please her. Boy, that's a big old word I just said and a subject. I ain't trying to please my church no more. I'm not trying to please the brethren no more. Right. If you could get a hold of the liberty and the freedom that is in, if you'll just please the Lord, when they come against you and 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 lie on you, you won't even get mad over it. Right. What is amazing is I can defend his church, but I can't defend his servant. Oh, oh, y'all need to get a hold of that. Some of y'all run around trying to defend yourself all the time. You ought to quit trying to defend yourself. Please the Lord and let the Lord defend you. Are y'all with me? I mean, listen to me. I just done it yesterday. Boy, something rose up in me. You ain't going to talk about my church. Right. You ain't going to talk about my wife. You ain't going to mess with my wife. You ain't going to mess with my children. But when people bulldoze over you and you can't defend yourself, let that be. God's got it. Yes. Amen. When God sees you defending what he loves, he's going to take care of you. Right. Amen. 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 Yes. I want to talk to you, preach to you tonight about supplication. Out of Colossians chapter number one. Supplication. In just this one chapter, there is a salutation. First two verses. There's a supplication. Verse 3 through verse 12. There's a Savior. Verse 13 through verse 23. And then there's a servant. Verse 23 through verse 29. I'd need two weeks to preach all of that. There's a preeminence. Of Christ in creation that needs to be acknowledged in verse number 15, 16, 17. There's a preeminence in the cross of, of the Lord Jesus Christ in verse number 20. There needs to be a preeminence in the call of God in verse number 24 and verse 25. There ought to be a preeminence in the church in verse number 29. Verse number 28 and verse number 18. You go study all that out and God help us if we'll acknowledge who the creator of the creation is, who the Christ of the cross is, and who the glory of the Lord in the call of God. Ain't you glad he's called you here? 
You let them get a hold of the heartbeat of God is the church. Right. There's a praise in supplication, but there's a petition in supplication, and I want to deal with that petition tonight in verse number 9, 10, and 11, if God will help me. I'll give you a quick summary of a praise in their supplication. And by the way, this is a little Gentile church, Colossians. Right. Yeah. We're all right with that, ain't we? Yeah. Yeah. What they have to praise God for? Their faith. Verse 3. Verse 3 through 5. They had to praise God for their future. Verse number 6. They praised God for their fruit. Verse number seven, you ever get a hold of verse number seven? They had some fellow servants. Right. Boy, if you and I in 1 Corinthians 11 and verse one it, and, and, and praise one another, did you know that's in our Bible? Yeah. Right. Did y'all know that's in there? Yeah. Instead of exalting ourselves, why don't we praise one another? Instead of looking in the mirror and say, thank God for myself, won't you go look at somebody and say, oh, thank God for you? Amen. Amen. Good preacher. Yes, sir. Mm. I wish I could turn loose, but I can't. I'm wanting to. Come on, preacher. Y'all know you've been here. Hard to sow seed when the wind's blowing. And then sometimes you've got to be careful sowing seed. And I feel I'm on a mission of sowing some slow seed tonight. Man. Fellow servants, what to praise one another. Right. It don't matter if she makes a better cheese ball. Come on. Yeah. Or sausage ball. Tell praise one another. Y'all with me? One another. Yes. Every woman in here don't cook the same. Right. Every woman in here don't prepare the same. Right. And if you get in the kitchen, I know something about a kitchen, 22 years of Bible count. And when you got to have three crews of women running the kitchen and six to nine gallons of gravy made, 300, 400 biscuits, 45 to 50 dozen eggs. Is everybody listening? Come on. Are y'all hearing me? I get my old timers to come in and do the breakfast. We leave the kitchen most mornings around 2 o'clock in the morning from our evening meal and evening snack during camp, 1 to 2 in the morning, and then 4.30 to 5, my old timers come in. Right. And boy, if it ain't clean and the, and the kitchen ain't in proper order and, and the fellowship hall's a mess, and guess who hears about it? And I'm thinking if y'all have been here with us, you know, it's amazing. I was there at one in the morning and there at four in the morning. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, nobody ever think about that. No. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. I mean, old burning bush is in the slop right now. Yeah. Been fed twice today. He's about 400 pounds. Whole hog sausage. People steal sausage out of our freezer at church. Bunch of God robbers. <laughs> can I run a rabbit right there? Amen. Just because you work at the church, that don't mean you can take toilet paper home with you. Amen. Amen. 
Just because you work at the church don't mean you can take four rolls of paper towel because you're out. You stop by the dollar store and buy young paper towel. We are high. My sugar's high. I've lost my mind. We don't go through but about 25 rolls of toilet paper a Sunday. Are y'all hearing me? Are y'all hearing me? I mean, there's one on the little rack. There's three on the back of the commode. And they're still hollering. We out of toilet paper. Y'all say you've been gross. No, I'm preaching. And some of y'all yeah. is thinking, how do you know? I pastor a Baptist church. <laughs> Just because there's an extra three 24 pack of Pepsi's in the refrigerator, that don't mean you can take that to oh, your cookout yeah. at your next family event. Yes. Amen. Hello, Tokyo. Y'all might love me, but y'all ain't gonna like me tonight. I'm just telling you, we gotta march on. We gotta cross over. God wants to take this body of believers and fulfill that man's vision. Some of y'all ain't been here a year. And you feel the least of the least. Some of y'all been here the whole journey. You feel the great of the greatest. Let me tell you how we all should feel. I ought to be in hell. Yeah. I'm just glad I can come to Stillwater's Baptist Church. I'm just glad I can sit on a pew and sing in the choir and worship while the choir sings instead of there is no seniority in the work of God. There is no big eyes in little you. I'm just, I'm from my heart, I ain't in camp meeting. I'm in revival and I'm burdened for the church. Amen. He gets up and says it and you get mad at him. Yep. I'm just trying to help you. Because God gave me a crowd that said, Preacher, what has God showed you? Right. Y'all ought to come in and say, Brother Josh, what is God showing you? Right. Not so you can be a preacher's pet. That's right. Ain't nothing no worse than a preacher's pet. I, That's right. They, oh, we don't even want to run down that rabbit. I say stuff I ain't supposed to say. Amen. You ought to say, God, show me what you're showing the man of God. Right. Lord, let me hear his heart. Lord, let me feel his heart. Because my soul, ain't y'all come into something good here? Huh? Yes, sir. Petitions and supplication. You know what supplication is? It's entreatly. It's humbleness. It's an earnest prayer and worship. All of our supplication to the Father of mercies. God help me and you. We ought to remember there's a world lying in ignorance and wickedness and don't know the light and don't know the joy that you and I know. But yet we'll allow our flesh to influence us and raise our feelings 
and cause us to get sideways with God's man and God's people. Because something didn't go your way. That's right. Somebody saw them while they got them new pews. What, what, what that that fabric on there? Well, according to how they got them, I, I guess they couldn't choose the fabric. That is true. And that's talking about an act of God to get them here. It's an act of God, Sister Amanda. It's an act of God for you just to be able to ride with Brother Dax. Yeah, man. It's true. I mean, if she pulls in with a helmet on, y'all don't like that. <laughs> And then that, I'm I'm getting me a helmet next time I ride with uh, Pastor Griffey. <laughs> I got it right tonight. I said Pastor Griffey. Yeah. And by the way, that's not Josh. That's I got down last night and prayed. It's about one o'clock, and I said, Lord, what I've studied, what I've meditated on, send it to my heart. I said, if I've done anything, I said, reveal it to me and show me. And the minute I said that, he said, you shouldn't refer to him as Griffey. In the pulpit. Right. Me and him in a boat, or me and him sitting on a porch talking as buddies, it's one thing. Yeah. But in, in, in respect and not, that ain't Griffey, that ain't Josh. Right. That's yeah. pastor, that's preacher, that's brother. Is everybody okay? Ain't nobody talking like this no more. God ain't gonna put his blessings on a church that ain't got no respect and ain't got no honor. And I believe he has respect and honor for you. He loves you. He cares for you. He prays for you. My dad comes to church every now and then. I'll honor him. It's great to have my father here. He'll say it's so honored to see my son. But if he ever refers to me, he'll refer to me as Brother John Dorsey. I'm his son. I'm talking about in public, in the pulpit, on the platform. Because he's the one that taught me honor. Preacher. Preacher. Pastor. Oh, kids, listen to me, man. Preacher, pastor. Brother so-and-so. Where's Elijah? Elijah. Elijah. Keep your powder dry. I want the recording. Last night, he said, keep your powder dry, Brother John Dorsey. And walked out. And walked out. What did he say? All right, Elijah, you go back to coloring. I'm going to go back to preaching. If a child can refer to us as a brother or a sister, what's wrong with us as adults? We are the children of God. I'm giving strong meat. If I'm crossing the line, I, I know you're a lot younger than me, but that don't matter. You're the pastor here, and I'm under your authority. That is right. And I'm going to run me another rabbit. That's right. He will answer to God for this service. He'll answer to God for this church. But we'll answer to God for how we've come under his authority. I do not abuse pastoral authority. Pastoral authority, it ain't none of your business or my business what they do at home. It's our business what they do here. And if some of y'all would keep some foolish phone calls away from him, his stress level would go down by a hundred points. Where'd that come from? 
God. Comfortable Lord. Call him every time you have a hangnail. Right. Yes, sir. And then you want to know what he's doing and where he's at. You drive by his house and his truck's at 10 o'clock. You want to know, well, I guess he's still in the bed. And you probably don't have an idea how long he's been up. Strong meat now. I'm trying to help y'all. I'd love to be able to come back here if Jesus ain't come back in 20 years. But I believe he's coming back tonight. I do too. I really believe he can come back tonight. I'd like to come back here and see some of y'all middle-aged and some of y'all saints of God older and say, boy, preacher, we're still in the way. Amen. God may give you that whole mountain. God can give you houses that connect to this land. Right. How do you know? He's going to give us two. Hallelujah. Amen. We're praying for two more. Amen. Jehovah's Witnesses had it long enough. God, give it back to us. Right. Amen. Amen. Sure. What are you saying? I'm trying to help you tonight. I want us to go on. Amen. But for us to go on, we've got to be the people that will say, God, let me be the people that will fulfill his vision. Amen. Yes. The few of you that was with him the whole duration, you just believed him. Yep. And then there's parts of times you're just like, man, ain't no way I can believe you. <laughs> y'all come on. Can I tell y'all something? $20,000, the same pressure needing $20,000 with a dozen people is the same pressure needing $25,000 a month just to pay bills with a core of about 120. Right. You hear how I said that? Yes, right. sir. You hear how I said that, Brother Vic? That's the core that we have. I don't, I'm telling you, God blessed me with a great core. Brother, there's a lot of them that come on Sunday morning and they want to shine. Yeah. They want to come on Sunday night and they want to shine. But let me tell you about that Wednesday night crowd. Yeah. Let me tell you about that revival night crowd. Yeah. Right. Let me tell you about that work night crowd. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm blessed that we can have a work night and a hundred will show up and there'll be kids running everywhere. You say, well, I'm, that's 22 years later now. And you know what? All that can be took away tonight. Yeah. And God don't think no more of me than he does you. And the same pressure of needing $20,000 with 12 is the same pressure needing $20,000 with 100. Yeah. Same pressures, brother, that we face as pastors. It's the same. It's the same. Everybody says, oh, we're going to get this crowd right here. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be easier. You better be careful thinking like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I realize I'm down here, and I hope y'all all right. Oh, yes. I'm telling you, I'm so burdened for you. I love you. And I want to see you be the crowd that fulfills yes, the next seven years. Do you know seven is a chapter? Yes, yes, sir. I can biblically show you in Bible numerology. Seven is completeness. Fourteen is a transitional change, a generation transitional change. In seven years, it's like a chapter in your life. God will give you, you'll get to eight. That's a new beginning. Nine, through the Spirit. 10, testimony. 11, oh Lord, 11. 
confusion. 12, governmental perfection. 13, rebellion. 14, generational transitional change. 15, rest. 16, love. 17, victory. I'll go back in my entire ministry and show you Bible numerics and see how the ups and the downs has been. But can I tell you the whole time, Brother Kojak, God has been like this. Hallelujah. He ain't been like this. He ain't been like that. He's been like this. Hallelujah. And can I say glory to God. How we need to supplicate with God. Time flies faster here than it does most places. A petitions, an earnest request. Now listen in Rome. In the, the, in, the, in the Romans, a religious, solemn, observing. That word supplication can deal with a military success of conquering. It can deal with sacrifices it can deal with fastings. It can deal with feastings. It can deal with offerings. It can deal with thanks. It can deal with praying. It can deal with a continuance of success as long as there is submission. Right. The second you and I refuse to submit to God, we will lose supplicating with God. Right. It's a word we don't even hear no more. When's the last time you just agonized with God? When you didn't pray verbally, but a lot of praying was going on. I hope I'm not boring you tonight. There, I, I, I can't believe the time. There's a, there's a petition in this supplication Dealing with the will of God, the walk of God, the work of God, being wiser for God, and waiting on God. And all that is in these three little verses. In verse number nine, if you'll look with me, the Bible said, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Spiritual understanding. Right. What is God's will for me? Can I tell you a bad way to look at being a church member? Well, I'm going to be here when God moves me. Yes. Bad way. I'm just going to stay here. I'm praying until God gives me something to do and moves me. You think He's got you in a holding pattern here? Right. Let me tell you where we're at. I've dealt with people and I still have young converts in our ministry and we still give them jobs. We have cleaning teams. We have caring teams. We got security teams. God help us. We got a church that's a growing and I thank him for it. And uh, we've got some that, boy, everything they do, they call and tell me. Preacher, I want you to know I, I straightened all the Kleenex boxes up in the, in the auditorium. Yeah. Thank you. 
Yep. Thank you. God bless you. I needed that done. Thank you. Yep. Everybody all right? Yes. But there is a time that we need to grow out of that. Yes. You need to straighten the Kleenex boxes up and don't tell nobody. Why are we going to straighten them up? Man, my, I, I, listen, my people know how I am. I like songbooks. I like songbooks play strike. I do too. Just told them Sunday. Did you? And they didn't listen. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not meddling. I promise you. If we don't take care of what God's give us now, we need to expect God to give us anything better. I'm driving finer vehicles tonight and never have. And boy, I'm going to get in trouble right here, Brother Cody. I'm getting in trouble. And I'll tell you why God's given me good vehicles. Because them that are filled up with oil and checked the gas. I said it right. Filled up with oil and checked the gas. And the fender was strapped up with an orange ratchet strap. Don't act like I'm the only one in there ever had that. I kept it clean. I kept it serviced. I kept it the best I could. Yeah. Because I was asking God for something better. Right. And the Holy Ghost showed me one day, you ain't going to get nothing better until you learn to take care of what I already give you. That's why I ain't going to wad my suit up and throw it in the back seat. Exactly. And let it smell three days old and sweat. Somebody help. I feel like I'm at home. Somebody said this ain't nowhere in the Bible. Oh, it's a principle of the Bible. I'm living in stuff tonight that I never would have dreamed I'd lived in. And why I'm living in it is because God taught me to take care of the 1969 champion single wide 12 by 60. Right. Right. Y'all with me? Right. He's blessed you for it. It's not an advancement of the flesh. It's not that we do something to get something, but the principle of taking care of God's business and God's church. He got a whole lot on his mind for rewards. Ain't you glad God don't all the time whoop up on you and beat you? Why, man, you won't do that to everybody. Family called me the other day. She said, Preacher, we got to meet with you. She said, We're going to have to get a counselor. I said, What do y'all think I am? I mean, it's like third session. Yeah. And said, We've beat him. I've took his phone away from him. I've took his toy. Said, Just want mine. Said, We want you to flat out tell us. I said, Okay, number one, a nine year old don't need no cell phone. Amen. Bottom line. Nine-year-old don't need no cell phone. Who's he going to call? And don't tell me he's got to have it at school when there's 900 at school and if something happens, they're going to call the law and you. Is everybody okay? So we got him on all this medicine and said, said we whoop him and she said, she said, I just don't want him to hurt him. I said, he ain't going to hurt him. That's a good man. I said, well, we're, we're afraid we're going to bruise him. I said, let me tell you something. We're not for child abuse. Somebody help me. 
But let me tell you what works. And if I'm overstepping my bounds, you get them. I don't do it so on the road, but I'm so heavy tonight. Let me tell you something. A leather belt and a heart full of love is what will take your kids and raise them for the glory and the nurture and the admonition of the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't need time out. They don't need to be put in a corner. They don't need to, they don't need to be, uh, uh, it's not suspended. Uh, what is it? What is it? It's it's not timeout. It's it's grounded. Grounded. I ever when I was a kid, everybody's getting grounded. I said, Daddy, the other kids get grounded. He said, Okay, if you won't ground, I'll ground you. He said, you come into school. He said, you ain't to go out in the yard and play. You're to stay in your bedroom. And then I'll get you out for supper. And you'll go back to the bedroom. I thought, hallelujah, I can do this. Ah, my Lord, I don't ever want to be grounded again. I stayed in that bedroom. I, I hated it. You hear me? And then when it was all said and done, that night before I went to bed, he said, now look, son, I need you to go to the green chair. You know what the green chair was? That's what you bend over. To get a whooping in my house. Yeah. And it was in daddy's studies with all his books and his Bibles. I got grounded and a whooping. I said, I don't never ask for that again. I'd go take a whooping instead of be grounded. Somebody help me. Amen. And I, you do, you raise the kid. You said, don't come in here and tell me how to raise your kid. I'm going to tell you what I'm tired of. I'm tired of preachers losing their kids. I'm tired of pastors losing their kids. I'm tired of church people losing their kids. They're either too loose or they're too tired. Why don't we find a balance? Why don't we treat our family? Let's treat our children. Let's treat our spouse like God treats us tonight. Amen. Man, I'm so out of my ordinary. My goodness, I'm so out of my ordinary. Y'all all right? I'm already 41 minutes. Are y'all okay? Petitions and supplications, will of God. You got to know the will of God. And when you know it, you need to ask God to give you knowledge of his will. You need to keep a kindred spirit in his will. You need to be kind-hearted in his will. You need to be keen in his will. But watch this. There's a walk of God. You know who your walk of God? You know where it ought to be reported to? It ought to be reported privately to him. Don't call your preacher up and tell him how good you're being. Don't stand up and testify about how many tracks you passed out. That's right. Don't stand up and testify how long you preach. Right. Don't stand up and say, boy, I really give it to them the other day. Hallelujah. I'm sorry y'all haven't endured this. That's good. Still waters, I've watched God take a little skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> and put some meat on the bone. I'm coming into my church now and things are being done and I don't know who done it. And they're not calling and telling me. Are y'all hearing me? I'm talking about things are being double cleaned, triple cleaned. Hello? Ain't nothing wrong with that. No. Don't feel like you can't do nothing around here. You see trash in the floor, pick it up, man. It's in God's house. If a ditch needs weed eating, you got a weed eater. Yeah. 
And somebody said, well, we pay so-and-so to weed eat it. It's done rain three days. And it ain't been weeded. And you can weed eat it. Weed eat it. And the man that mows it all the time, he'll pull up and say, glory to God. Somebody weeded that ditch for me. That's right. We got cleaning teams. There's a cleaning team coming the other morning and said, preacher said, if you didn't been over here, said, this place is clean. Who's cleaned it? I said, I don't know. I said, but don't get off a list. I said, count your blessings. And you don't get a weekend off. I said, just observe it and look. And they say, glory to God. I still want to be on the team. And if you want to clean it next time, make yourself happy. Hallelujah. I'm a closing. I've heard a good outline. Things that need to be reported need to be reported privately. And if you'll start reporting privately, it'll be observed publicly. I got some of this after study, but a lot of my sayings and what I'm preaching to you right now, God the Holy Ghost give me some brand hammer to you. When we report privately, it'll be observed publicly. And somebody said, well, I'll be rewarded. May not be here, but our reward will be permanently. I say, God, help us in our life's closing marks of this supplication. Let me report to the king. Let me report to Jesus privately. And then it'll be observed publicly. And then, praise God, it'll be rewarded permanently. When we all get to heaven, what a day, what a glorious day that'll be. Can I get Brother Chris? Yes, sir. Come play far soft. I'm closing. I've had several assistances over our 21, soon to be 22 years of pastoring where I'm at. And I had two or three preachers get mad at us one time. I need to meet you in the office, preacher. So and then. He said, I'm pretty ticked off. He said, all you and brother so-and-so does is fish. I said, is that right? He said, yeah. He said, and I know you've been going hunting with him the last two years. I said, who told you that? Well, I'm not going to tell you. I said, I want you just to sit down right there and buckle up. And I called my assistant. And I said, uh, preacher, I said, how many times have you been fishing? He said, brother John, why you ask? I said, just answer me. How many times we've been fishing? He said, are you all right? I said, tell me how many times we've been fishing. He said, we ain't been. He said, we wanted to go, but we can't go. I said, have I? how many times we've been hunting? He said, I don't reckon we've ever been hunting together. I said, thank you. Hung the phone up. And I said, since you ain't going to be man enough to tell me. And I said, I got a feeling that you're assuming in your mind. I said, is that good enough for you? That my sister didn't know nothing. And we ain't never been fishing. And you know what? After that happened, I made a point to go fishing with my sister. 
I thought if I blessed God being accused of it, I'm going to make it happen. And we went. And you can call Brother Brown now. And the first time we went, I picked him up on 130. I called his name. I'm sorry. I just, remember, I just realized that. We was going down 136 in the middle of the road. It was about 5 o'clock morning. In the middle of the road was a horse running in the middle of the road. I like to hit that horse. I swerved, had that boat. I went like a wreck. I said, me and you ain't never going fishing again. Amen. He went to hollering, a horse, a horse. I need you to understand what I'm saying is you will live an assumption and you will believe an assumption and it will destroy you what God wants of you in this place. If he goes fishing, if he's got an assistant with him all the time, so what? Went to Cracker Barrel. Me and Rebecca, not long ago. I'm trying to close, but I need y'all to understand people's people. No matter who you are, what you are, people's people. We, we walk in with our sense of man and his wife and his little boy. And then put them at that big table. And we walked in and he said, where y'all going, preacher? I said, we're going over here to see that. He said, y'all eat with us? I said, well, yeah, we will. Sit down. Three other families. I could go to Cracker Barrel. If there's one in Corbin, Kentucky, there'd be a church family show up. They come walking in. Beck is gouging me under the table. Don't take about two weeks later. Preacher ain't never went out to eat with me. I didn't go out to eat with them. And I was glad I sat down to play with them when they got the ticket. I said, let me leave the tip. He said, oh, no, preacher. He said, I'll, I'll get the tip. I said, let me leave the tip. No, let me, I'm going to get the tip. He said, hang on, that'll never happen to me. You'll be the next that happens to you. But if you ain't careful, you'll live in such assumption that you'll never move on. I'm just trying to help you tonight. And when you walk up and he quits talking, that don't mean he's talking about you. That's one of the biggest lies in our Baptist church. When you walk up to preacher and brother Dax and they quit talking and look at you like a cat looking at the new day, that don't mean they're talking about you. Because if they was talking about you, they'd just go ahead and do it in front of you. They don't care. Amen. And I just want to help you because, listen, here's why I'm preaching way too long. Here's why. It's because there's some first-time attenders coming. It's true, That you don't know who they are and they don't know who you are. But they're on their way. And this church has got to have some men and women that are supplicating with the Lord. And they're in love with the Lord. And when you're in love with the Lord, you'll love him. You'll love her. You'll take care of them. You'll love each other. You'll take care of each other. Quit trying to please everybody. And let's please the Lord. Let's fill these altars. Let's fill these altars. Come on. Let's ask God to help us. Let's fill these altars as a church. I'm challenging you to come to these altars and say, God, help me to please you. Help me to pray as Paul prayed. I need wisdom. I need knowledge. I need God. Oh, God, help me for those that you're sending. Father, in Jesus' name.
Our walk and our work goes together. Help us to realize that our report needs to be private. God, if our life is ever seen publicly, it'll be because you'll exalt us in due time. But God, would you let the children of God tonight see that our reward is not a plaque of service. Our reward is not a hand plot of man. Our reward is not a compliment from the preacher. Our reward is the streets of glory. Eternity in heaven with you. I'd rather have your, your approval, God, than I had man's approval. And when you approve of what we're doing, God, oh, it'll help others around us. I see the need, the necessity of being a mature Christian and going on unto perfection and walking and worshiping in the will of God at the house of God. Help us, Lord, to believe right so we'll behave right. God, we've been taught right doctrine. Help us to perform right duty. God, we have stable preaching. Help us to live a stable life. But I've been so unstable in many days. I've been up and I've been down. But God, would you give me the next ever how many years and let me be stable, steadfast, unmovable, abounding in the glorious work of Almighty God. I pray for Brother Josh. Yes, Lord. I pray God should fill him with the Holy Ghost like never before. I pray God should put him in his office in longer hours. I pray God he'll get in the Bible. Oh God, I pray when he opens up the scriptures and God he dives in. Lord, would you show him things like he's never seen. I would just speak to him like you spoke to me in the basement. God, would you put a pen in his hand. I put a notebook in his hand. Help him love his wife. Help him to raise his children. I pray you'd save Elijah. Oh dear God, you him for your glory and your honor and I pray for little Madison God you'll give her the right husband the right first time and God she'll be a Christian lady until her death I pray for little Emma God Lord you'll get her here safe Lord she ain't yet here I pray you'll let her land safe and God let her be healthy Lord God let her be strong and I pray, oh God, that you'll save him at an early age. And Brother Josh will not lose his family. He'll not lose his kids. He'll not lose his church. Oh God, help him, I pray tonight. Help him, I pray. I pray for little old Andy. God, would you saturate her mind with a songbird of glory? sang to her heart when it hurts and she can't tell nobody oh God every preacher in here every child of God every Christian I pray for every marriage I pray for every home still waters will only be as strong as our homes are oh God help them I pray for every teenager I pray for every youngin I'm so tired of the devil getting them Lord, let this church produce young people in the old time way. My heart, God, 
You's the one put this in my heart. I'm not apologizing for the length of the sermon. I can't apologize for the delivery. I'm just glad you talked to me, Lord. I pray God for these babies. Let Brother Josh, let Brother Josh see these babies. Let him be the preacher that marries them in the will of God. Let him be the preacher that lays their baby on an altar and anoint them with all as the mamas and the daddies are giving them back to you. Oh God, let us grow old together. Lord God, give us 40 years and 50 years of church membership of the same people right here. Please, God, grant it. Grant it, Lord. Grant it, Lord. Grant it, Lord. Grant it, Lord. Grant it. I'm done. Grant it, Lord. I'm done, Brother Josh. Grant it, Lord. Grant it, Lord. a father and a son we're in a holy moment children of God we're in a holy moment we're in a holy moment pray church pray God keep hell off of your man keep hell out of your man keep it off his home keep it off his children and keep it out of his church every home every home that is visible tonight that is represented tonight I believe you're taking notes in this service this invitation this hour will be brought up at the judgment seat of God help us to be found faithful at the judgment seat over this service please God Father, give glory and give honor out of everything. Lord, we know you're able to do what we can. We thank you for that. Now, Lord, do what only you can do. We love you. We appreciate you. We praise you.